Yo, good morning. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Let's go Buffalo! What a day. I'm excited. I'm all in. That's right. You listened to last Sunday. You heard I was a little depressed. Cleveland Browns lost. I get to pick a second team. Yes, I do. I jump on the bandwagon. That's okay. I'm jumping on. I uh, Listen, you know, I, I'm never going to lie about it. The Browns are my number one. Had the Browns played the Bills, would have gotten a little awkward between us. Yes, it would have. But that didn't happen. Browns are out, and now I'm all in on the Bills. If you win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to pretend like I won a Super Bowl. I get it. I know my role. I'm renting this team for the next couple of weeks. But uh, I don't know who's hotter. Well, that's the thing about this time of year is everyone's hot. I I think the teams like Baltimore and like San Francisco who have these bye weeks. Like look at Baltimore who just had basically back-to-back bye weeks because in week 18 they didn't play anybody. Wild card, they're off. So how can a team like that keep momentum? Meanwhile, teams like Houston, Buffalo just have all this momentum going right now. And I got to tell you, I think momentum is a thing. I think it is. I went to uh, comedy at the Carlson this week, saw Jim Florentine, and actually in this episode I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but um, it was rotary night there on Thursday, and uh, Jim Florentine did a bunch of jokes about Taylor Swift coming to Buffalo and like, just saying how she's going to be treated like a queen anywhere she goes, but in Buffalo, it's just going to be people flipping her off and screaming at her. <laughs> she's going to get her first like real experience of how nasty football can sometimes be. But you know what's great about Bills fans is, you know, look, Bills fans, can they be a little – sure, they can be a little vulgar. But you saw some of those messages that came out over the course of this week from Pittsburgh Steeler fans who came to that game. I, that one woman who wrote that nice message about how just how sweet all the fans around her were. She brought her son to the game. There was another guy who drove up from Alabama, had a post that went viral about how great Bills fans were. Bills fans are, are you know, blue-collar regular people, man. And so Bills fans are – the type of people who are going to tell you to go F yourself if you're wearing the other team's colors, but then if they see you slip and fall, they're going to help you get up. You know what I mean? That's that's the beauty, I think, of Buffalo. But as I sit in my car right now and I record this intro, it is, uh, it's actually Friday, and I just got done interviewing Bradley Payne. He is the – he's not going to say this, I will – future CEO of Country Max, his father, of, of course, currently president – and CEO uh, Don Payne, his father, George, and him were the uh, original founders of the Agway franchise in Farmington. And you'll hear the rest of that story and how the Agway became something else, which later became Country Max. And we're going to talk about all that here with Brad. Um, I will be also talking to, um, and I I we'll see if I get the name right, because I was told I'm mispronouncing Agathy, Agathy. We'll find out. But the owner of the uh, properties known as the Arbor Loft with a brand new one, Midtown, opening. Uh, the, the actual grand opening is Friday the 24th of January. Uh, nope, 26th of January. Friday the 26th of January. And I'm going to be interviewing her the day before. So um, her and Zach, her husband slash business partner. So it's going to be good. Um, Love getting more interviews on. Also, big news regarding this podcast is still coming pretty much at any moment. Hopefully as early as next week. I'll talk to you about that when I have it. In the meantime, please enjoy my interview with Country Max's Brad Payne.
I mean, we're rolling now, but I feel like we should still start with the thing you just said. Go, go Bills. Go Bills. Because yeah. this is going to come out Sunday morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, go Bills. That's right. It's an exciting day. Do you have anything to do on today, the day this airs, Sunday? So we've been – so I'm season ticket holder of the Bills, so uh, we were going to go to the game. The yeah. Sunday night thing, really tough when you got to work on Monday. So yeah. we made the hard decision not to go to the game. So now we're trying to figure out, you know, what the, what the game plan is going to be. Me and my brother and my wife and, and his wife have the tickets together. So I think we're going to hit Barbell in Rochester. And okay. Not, and do the Buffalo thing, but not really in Buffalo. So yeah. That's going to be our prep. I okay. I like it. However, I do want to give you some crap if I could. Yes. You got season tickets specifically for I know. this reason. I know. See, this is this is this hurts me deeply in my soul. You should you should have heard the conversation with my brother yesterday about how we're out, we both looked at each other and just said, "It's just it's a pride thing. We're we're not going, and it hurts so bad to not go. Yeah. But it's only to tell people we went. Yes. You, when you watch the game on TV, it's it's you can you know what's going on. You know, going to the game. You miss a bunch of things. You don't know who's injured. You don't know what's going on. You That's don't get true. the narrative. I'm just. This is me just justifying. It's way better to go to the game, and yeah, I wish yeah. I was. Right, but we. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's a lot, and we went all out for the Steelers game. So that was a great uh, experience. And hopefully tonight, <laughs> when this airs, uh, will be a great uh, Bills game as well. well. Okay. So did you give the tickets away, or because I, I figure these are valuable tickets, right? These we're tickets? trying to sell them. Yeah, trying we're trying to, to sell okay. them. So okay. yeah, it's. Right. I mean, by the time this airs again, you probably will have already sold them. But just in case. I hope so. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, can I ask this question? Because I think it's probably public knowledge. Yeah. What is face value on this weekend? So face value, now, uh, we sit at the absolute top of the stadium. Okay. We have to duck when there's a flyover. So uh, there's the, when the airplanes go over, we have to okay. try to duck. So just so keep that in season. mind. So I, the, the face value right now is $85. Is that that for, for my game too? Uh, so it's actually cheaper during the season. It's like yeah. 65 I think, for our seats. Okay. So right. those are the cheapest possible seats in the stadium. Wow. So, yeah, we are. Is it top corner, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet. This the view is amazing. We yes. we we say all the time. I mean, it's, I wouldn't want to move. I would. I don't want to move farther to the middle. I I would like to stay right there. You kind of own an end zone because you're not quite. But and you can see, you know, you see a play develop before yeah. the actual. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. So we we like it and. Yeah, we're super high up though. The bathrooms are right there. That's a that's, that's a huge nice part too. of it. Yeah. What do you think a weekend like this? What does it go for? Two times face value, three times. I'm we're hoping in like the two two, two twenty five two fifty yeah, range. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that also helps the decision to be like oh, you know if we're not gonna go and. But man, it, it, it hurts. Vet, it no, hurts. will you vet them to make sure you don't sell the Chiefs fans? No, I wish. I wish there was a way to do it. Um, it's it's been as the Bills have gotten better. So we were we were there through the the bad years, the lean years. You know, having season tickets here for eleven years. Not all of them, obviously, but um, there's a lot of other teams fans. And now it seems to be a lot of Buffalo fans. Yeah. You know, it's it's not as bad as it was during the the drought years of just being surrounded by Patriots fans yeah. always and they just you know swarm in get the cheap seats and well, you so know, I'm a Cleveland uh, Cleveland fan and yeah. the Guardians uh, in 2016 made the World Series Cleveland Indians at the time yeah and they played the Cubs and it was such a disgrace because so many Cleveland season ticket holders sold their tickets yeah and that place was at least 50 percent Cubs fans yeah and that was just I felt like it was a disgrace. I hated that. I hated. I you know, but you know, Bills Mafia travels well. We don't have to worry about that, hopefully. And uh, you know, I don't. I'm gonna try just not to think about. You know, I, I sold my tickets to some Bills fans that really wanted to go to the game. Yeah. That don't have the opportunity to go to most games, and then they're gonna watch a win. So. You have in this in this case, this is rare because you have three segments of people you could sell to: Bills fans, Chiefs yeah. fans, Swifties. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely right. Or 
Uh, uh, Haley Steinfeld fans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Haley yeah, Steinfeld fans. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, allegedly, you know, I don't know if they're, uh, I don't know if they've admitted it. But. I got to tell you, I went to uh, last night with the comedy at the Carlson for it was Rotary Night at the stand-up comedy, and the comedian is Jim Florentine. Okay. And he did a lot of. Uh, jokes about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, what what phenomenal content for every single, whether it's ESPN, whether yes. it's comedians, whether it's uh, pop culture. They're... I would like to say that his jokes weren't sort of, they weren't, ha- they were really good jokes because it wasn't like, but boom, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, like that kind of stuff. It was more like, I he was he's like I am so excited to see Taylor Swift comes to Buffalo because every city in this country is going to kiss her ass. Yeah. Buffalo's going to just turn but, around and flick her off. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. She's going to snowball chucked. If anybody sees her in a Chiefs in Chiefs gear, there will be oh, snowballs dude. going. Absolutely. There'll be yeah. Absolutely. No one's rolling out the red carpet at Highmark Stadium for anybody bringing <laughs> anything less than. Chucking snowballs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, maybe that's that is so maybe that's worth the price of admission. Maybe you we should go. That, maybe yeah. we should talk about country maxes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, okay. No. That's forever. So could I. I, I got to tell you, I am just such a fan of Country Max, not just because I have to be, but I actually am, even before I knew you guys. The, my thought was when I would walk into Country Max, I just, my initial thought was that it could, I never even occurred to me that it was local, that it was owned by a local family. It's so well done that it seems like a big national chain. You know, I would look at, at Home Depot and Lowe's and Country Max and be like, oh, okay, so there's three, three chains. I, I didn't, and then you find out and you go, oh, there's, the, Country Max is local? It's from a, a family in Farmington, and it's so impressive. Congratulations on what you and your family have done. <laughs> well, thank you. And it's, I mean, it's me. I'm not the perfect person to talk about this because I'm, you know, the, the third generation in here. So I'm, yeah. you know, picking up the pieces of uh, what the other, what everybody else has laid down. But we do, I, I mean, I think that there is a lot of people out there. I think we haven't done a good job of singing our song kind of that we're a local, small, you know, small business, family owned, local. We're doing a better job lately, but that was a, a lot of times. Uh, you know, people do think they're like you know that we are a larger company, and yeah. is a is a which is nice. That's that's gratifying on one side. At the at the same time, we probably should do a better job of telling people. I mean, I don't know if you know uh, is local family owned. Is that a marketable trait? I think probably I think so. It, so I we probably it, should jump on that. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I, I think it really is because you know if you think about your competitors, um, there is push for for support yeah, local. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a, a good portion of the population that understands that the money stays local, right? That yeah. we can keep it in our own community, um, and that it doesn't do that when you shop at the big box. Yeah. that it goes up and it goes to you know the the CEO's third home in in uh, Hawaii or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it, it is a marketable thing. But why don't we go back and actually talk about how it started? So it was. Am I correct to say it was Grandpa, your grandfather? So my grandpa. So my my grandpa's a farmer. So family farm, uh, Hickory Lane Farms, still farming today uh, with his sons and and their their kids. And um, but we so. The story, as I uh, as I've been told, of course I wasn't alive yet. Uh, but as uh, uh, my my dad got out of college, came back to um, went to University of Maine, came back home, and kind of was looking for something to do outside of the farm. And my grandpa had uh, you know had the idea or had it the idea given to him. I guess I'm not really sure how it even how it even came about. But um, he said, oh, "Let's open a feed store." Well, less than I mean, it's it's really less than a mile from where my parents and grandpa uh live today so 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 your so your father grew up on a farm so he, yeah he, yeah he grew, was it farming sort of the stereotypical 5 a.m milk the cows type thing even more stereotypical you know they're just just hard hard work that, that explains yeah. a lot about uh country max today is yeah. uh is the man it's my grandpa uh who passed away this past year um is a, thank you is uh just uh just 
the toughest of the tough uh, farmer kind of mentality and just hard work is the only way and uh and it's and that's what they did so they they did you know they had a dairy farm at the time they had crops um you know it was kind of just the the american farm kind of you know they get exactly stereotypical and then uh deciding all right well let's try to uh let's try to branch out here and how successful was the uh was the just the farm business pre country max I mean, were they were they just crushing it, or was it like they were just eking by, or somewhere in the middle? Or I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. It's not. I mean, I don't think we've ever been considered, uh, you know, uh, a super wealthy family or anything like that. You know, it's yeah. the farm family, so it's you know, it's yet again, you know, then again, it uh, it it supported a huge family with five kids, and uh, you know, they're all involved in it in some way, shape, or form, and and. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't picture a mega farm, yeah. uh, but it was, but it did you know, it, it's it exactly right. Yeah. 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 And so at some point then grandpa says, uh, he says, yeah, I think there's an opportunity here yeah. to start selling feeds and seeds and things like that. Yeah. And, and your dad had just come home from college. Yep. So now he's got some, uh, quote unquote free labor. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ask my dad, he'll tell you free labor for sure for about 20 years, you know, it's, yeah. and I, as, you, as you know, as a business owner, that's kind of the way it goes. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. It's nice when your kids get involved. Yes. There's no. No more rules. No yep. more overtime. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, my five-year-old's actually packed a couple boxes here before. Oh, not quite ready for it yet. Yeah, a yeah. More years, I'm gonna have. Them it's my first <laughs> memories, you know, of course, which are uh, you know working at Country Max and not realizing I was working, you know, it's uh, which yes. was Farmington Farm and Garden then. It wasn't Country Max. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Farmington. So that yeah. store, and this is one of my absolute favorite things. Yeah. Every Country Max, and you can see how they've evolved as you guys build more and more stores. How yeah. many are you up to now? So 18 right now, and we're hopefully. Uh, in well, not hopefully we are opening our 19th in Auburn uh, this spring, so it'll be. So the eight, so 18 stores, and you can kind of see the evolution of as they were built, like you guys have. But they're they're like palaces. They're, they're yeah. these beautiful palaces, and there is there is perhaps one exception, but it's my favorite <laughs> exception, and yeah. that is Farmington. Yeah. The first room you walk into when you walk in that front door, yeah. if you pay attention, which I, I I wonder how many people do, you'll notice looks very different than any other Country Mix store. And that's because that was the first ever store, just that first room there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the Farmington store was an Agway store to start with. So it wasn't actually, which that's a story in and of itself. I yeah. mean, it uh, started as an Agway. So you can see when you walk into Farmington, kind of, it's like a, uh, you know, archaeological dig. You can see the first, the front room was the first part of the store. They added on um, the pet department kind of, you know, to the left there now is a, it was an addition to the store, the warehouse and the equine department. But it started as a tiny little, you know, exactly what you see today. With a little bit, we try to put some, you know, it, it's probably not the right thing to say to put lipstick on a pig. But you know, we it's we, we try to <laughs> we're trying to try. And it, they're not the only one though. So our Palmyra store, um, our Ontario store, we've got some older stores um, that started as Agways, and yeah. that it kind of has that look. We're trying to catch them up. They're they're very very much looking forward to getting a uh, well, remodel. Listen, hold on a second, though. I, uh, good for Palmyra in Ontario. Yeah. And I'll be honest, we have not been in every store. So yeah. I don't think I've yeah. been in either one of those. But Farmington, you can't touch that first room. It's, I, it's, like, I it's like a museum. I know. I know. It's we we gotta we gotta do something. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those classic. Is it falling apart. I, I mean, yeah, well, you know, no, of course, of course not. It is in perfect condition in every way, in code and uh, all. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. but you know, it's it's. We we offer a lot more now in just just 
you know, what we are design, which we try to have people come in the stores. That's our, you know, the experience and the look and the feel. And, and so that's a big part of who we are now. And, uh, yeah, we'll try to save some, cool. some, uh, of the, the heritage, but I, I someday. I encourage, you know, a shopper, if you get to walk into the Farmington Country Mix, walk in and just stand there for a second. And if you look around and really sort of take, you know, take, take in everything you're looking at, you will see, you will be able to picture what I'm talking about, that that first room you walk into is the yeah. original spot and i just think that's cool that's where your dad worked in that building uh, yeah all the time you know many 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 uh years and many hours there for sure and you know things are changing you know, the front door location change but it's yeah that that front uh that front area there is has been since it was an agway now there's a legendary story that i'm wondering if you can tell me is true false or somewhere in between oh um, so I heard that it first started as a chain. I think you keep on saying Agway. I don't even, yeah. is that like a chain? Yeah, that might, for the podcast listeners also might not understand. So Agway was huge. It was, I mean, so they basically are the, the departments that we have today was the Agway business. It was lawn and garden, feed, pet. Um, but they're a huge company in the Northeast. I mean, a huge they had retail operations. They had a, a fuel division, but Agway stores, which you can still see today in a lot of different uh, little towns or, or you know um, around New York State. There's old Agways that are now you know XYZ Feeds and Seeds. You know they started out as an Agway store, so they're a huge chain. Um, and they kind of yeah they went under. Um, and so that's what that store was. Yep. Your grandfather then starts to run basically one of those. So he's a franchisee for that. First. That's exactly right. This yep. is the story I heard was that he's a franchisee for about a year or so. Yeah. And that after a year, he didn't love the rules of being a franchisee. And he basically ripped up the contract and said, I'm going to go, go it on my own. Is yeah, it's, pre- oh, it's kind of it's my dad, you know, may, was kind of the guy who was the genesis of this. They were not allowed to sell Purina dog food, which I'm hoping that that's, that it might be pro plan. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get this wrong. And my dad's going to yeah. be rolling his eyes when he listens to this yeah. and going, I've told this kid this a million times. <laughs> but it's, so he put a sign up on the, ring Sunday oh, morning, without a doubt. And you're going to be like, and yeah. you're going to forget that this just came out. They're on vacation right now. Oh, so nice. yeah, okay. that's right. So I'm hoping they'll right. listen a little delayed. I'll get some, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so just rules and uh you know my family have never really gotten along what other people tell you what to do has never really been uh <laughs> so having having guidelines for agway and the and the franchisee thing they naturally chafed against it a little bit and uh decided that they were going to carry some f- dog food that wasn't allowed under the franchise agreement um obviously that didn't go well mm-hmm. and i think they kind of uh from what it sounds like the bluff was called a little bit and got the franchise tag uh revoked which that's a sports term but got the franchise uh you know and um didn't really expect that to happen i guess uh from what it sounds like so but then said all right fine then we'll just continue on and uh and and agway actually another great part of the story is that agway opened a location about it's probably a half a mile down the road specifically to put farmington uh farm and garden out of business because they lost that and um they're now today in Ace Hardware. They are they are no longer in Agway, and they're no yeah they they are uh, yeah it's it's a good so they they tried and they failed yeah, um, to put us out of business, which is great. So it's uh and then I mean the Farmington Racetrack, the Finger Lakes Racetrack is right across the street from the Farmington store, so that's a huge part of um, you know what made that store even possible, um, and and is our roots today. I mean so that's. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's far, you mentioned it's Farmington Farm and Seed. Farmington Farm and Garden. Farm and Garden. Yep. And how long does that name last? So I believe it was until 2000. Oh, uh, for a long time. Though. Yeah, so it was, yeah. yep, it was, so we 
continue to do Farmington Farm and Garden, Ontario Farm and Garden. There's a Webster Farm and Garden that opened and then closed and was combined with the Ontario store, which now there is a Webster Country Max. Um, but we kind of did the farm and garden with the town name. Um, and I get that. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I can see yeah. sitting there thinking that's a good idea. So yeah. so t- tell me about then Country Max. You know, where does that term first get? Who comes up with that? How long is that bouncing around before your dad finally says, all right, pull the trigger, rebrand? You know, I guess, again, this is, I'm, I'm telling you secondhand here from uh, what I've heard because there's well, – I've tried to interview of, him a hundred times. He's the – he's, he's the, you know, he's I, that will be – that will that I would – that, that'll be the holy grail there of uh, if you can ever get him on a podcast, I love it. But you know, if Taylor uh, Swift says, "Polly, I want to do your podcast," and then and then Don Payne calls and says, I want "Yeah, to do that's podcast, right." I'm gonna say, Taylor, "Sorry, Taylor, uh, yeah. we can do you after." Time. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> be an easier get, I think for sure. But uh, so so Country Max, from what I've heard, I mean, it was my dad decided that he, you know, that it really didn't, you know, naming stores Ontario Farm and Garden and just kind of both sounded a little small. Uh, you know, not like a coherent, you know, that we were all, you know, it was all one company. And then also just that, um, you know, naming it after each town that it was in kind of didn't, uh, didn't make sense. So, um, from, from what he said, he's scribbling on an, I believe an office max, uh, uh, notepad and kind of said, huh, country max. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I don't know this story in depth is because as a, so in 2000, I was 13, uh, you know, 14 years old. So I was, it was, I was working at the Farmington Farm and Garden that I thought, and there was a guy up on the, I was walking through the parking lot and one of the other employees are there walked up and said, Hey, did you get your hat yet? I said, what hat? What do you mean? And he goes, hat, the new name. I said, what do you mean the new name? That's how you I said, found out. Yeah, I've lived in the guy. You know, I live in my, in my own household. The decision was made. I was the last to know. I was handed a Country Max hat, and that was the way I found out the company's name is changing. Yeah, so that's yeah. uh, that's so that's how I I don't I'm not, I'm not the best person to ask about the roots of that. But. Well, you know, think about the the brilliance of of the farmer kid though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the yeah. farming kid. I think was brilliant in that moment and figured out and is doing branding. He's doing marketing without in that a doubt. Moment. Yeah. He's figuring out. I mean, branding is so hard. It's so building a brand is like yeah. the hardest thing. And yeah. you know, in, in our business out here, we're doing sauce and I get, I do get a million people to come up to me and they say, Oh, I got the best sauce. And the truth is they all do. They all have great sauces. And a lot of them do underestimate how hard it is to even with the best sauce, yeah. go out and now create a brand. Yeah and get people to fall in love with that brand and and i would think that that had to be a pretty ballsy move that your dad made at that point to say we're going to scratch this current brand we have going and create a new one yeah but it was a necessary move and obviously here we are 24 years later it was the right move yeah um, i think there's no doubt about that but what a what a what a just sort of gutsy wisdom filled decision yeah. is what i'm trying to say to to say we need a rebrand because yeah. that's a pain in the ass rebranding everything. The rebrand, oh, and the, yeah. I mean it's it's gutsy to you know take a store that was you know a one store operation and say all right, well I'm just going to open a second one and a third one and a yeah. fourth you know and keep going there too and and just all along I think that's been kind of the the gutsy moves all along uh, have been what it built it today you know, to today and that's been for me as as you know um, a son of my dad doing all these things. I, I, moves that I would not have made, you know, you put yourself in your shoes, you know, his shoes right now and things that, you know, thinking about whether or not uh, you could, you could do that yourself. You think, man, it takes a lot of guts to just, after doing this for 11 years, you're like, I'm going to call it a different name. I'm going to brand it differently. (laughs) I'm going to do, I'm going to open another store and 
hopefully it works and hopefully yeah. it doesn't. It just, uh, there's a lot of, which, you know, talking to a, uh, a fellow business owner here that it's a, yeah. there's a lot tied up into, into making these kind of business decisions. That yeah. Are, and in fairness, and I, I don't know, you know, I mean, everybody, every, no human is perfect. Right. So in fairness, I'm sure he made some wrong decisions along the of way. Course. Any yeah. business owner is yeah. going to make some wrong, yeah. but you know, what can really be important. I think we talk about this. I actually, when I do public speaking, I talk about this is how important it is to be good at being wrong yeah. when you are in charge, because you will be wrong sometimes because yeah. you are human and not digging in your heels and insisting on dying on that hill yeah, and, and just understanding, hey, you know what? I didn't call that right. We're going to pivot off of it before it causes yeah. us any more pain. Yep. And uh, and that's that's the, I think, is a, a tremendous skill too. So, I you know, we don't really have any examples of that, but I'm sure at some point that also happened. Yeah. And those are the signs, you know, of, of success. So you're 14, you're working at the store. Yeah. You getting paid anything at that point? Or just I remember my first paycheck was $5.25. <laughs> yeah. I was working there before. I, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was there beforehand, yeah. not, perhaps not receiving a, any compensation monetarily, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, 14, I was officially on the books. So yeah. 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 And, and the first gig was what? It was packing people's cars, walking ferrets. Yeah, that's yeah. A, so the walking ferrets thing. That was that was pre uh, me actually actually being on the payroll. Uh, but that was yeah. I got off the bus at Farmington Country Max and walked the ferrets for many years. Not many years. I probably two years. But it was uh, it was just a hilarious. It was me getting off and people saying like, I don't know what to do with this kid. I don't know the ferrets over here. Go ahead, take them out. Walk them. Out. They've got leashes. They're great. They're uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Cleaning but, bathrooms, that kind of stuff too. Cleaning bathrooms, doing yeah. all the we used to yeah. Yeah, yeah we used to, that's what it is a good thing I've I've done it all. Uh you yeah. know, I can't say there's anything I haven't done in a Country Max store really that we uh that we have cuz that Farmington Country Max store requires a lot of maintenance and the new the new guys in are going to be the ones doing it. So let's transition over to talking about you a little bit. So now you're a teenager, you start to get a little bit older. Yeah. Uh you're 17, 18, 19, 20. Are you always positive that you're going to go into Country Max or is there do you spend some time there going, you know, maybe I'll do something different with my life? No, I, I pretty much knew, uh, you know, I just, and I didn't really make a decision. Uh, you know, sometimes I look back and wonder, hmm, should I have perhaps considered what my life would look like in the future? Uh, but I never did. So I just kind of always thought that, well, I'll just, here's a perfect opportunity of somewhere I can go and just work hard at and get to work kind of thing. And again, that's a big family mentality, just get to work. And so it kind of never really was, I knew what I wanted to do, I suppose. And, um, uh, Nothing ever really, uh, nothing else crossed my mind, really. Did you go, where, where'd you go to high school? So I went to Victor. Victor and then yep. college? Or? Ithaca, yep, Ithaca, Ithaca College, yep. So you come out of college, basically move home immediately, start working at Country Max? Yeah, I uh, moved home for a little while to like get an apartment down in uh, downtown Rochester, was as soon as I could. Uh, yeah. I love my parents, so, but it was uh, going from the college to live back at home, is uh, it's a tough transition, so it was only a couple weeks, uh, maybe, maybe a month or so. Um, but then, yeah, and then managed the Brockport store actually, um, for about a year and then came, then moved back to the support center and then here we are. Support center. Is that what you yeah. guys call corporate? Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I it like would, that you've got a little bit of corporate jargon there. The well, support center. Right? See, we try to stay away from the, you know, I hate when people say, <laughs> corporate, oh, corporate, corporate said, corporate said, like, no, I know. Cor- you don't understand corporate. And it's a big thing in our company and everybody's heard it all before, but whenever you say they, or you say corporate or like. Well, there's there's names attached to that. There's yes. not. It's not they. They made a decision. They were too small of a company. Everybody knows the people making the decisions' yeah, yeah. names, and it's just a they is Brad or Don or yeah. you know. It's like there's 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 many many other people that could be they, but it's try funny. to stay away have, from have that. Have you ever heard? Well, you don't have to say if you don't want to. I've heard my employees before saying they. 
Oh yeah, you know, somewhat negative way. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. well they want us to. They yeah. want us to. And I'm thinking, I'm yeah. sitting there going, I'm they. That's a hundred percent. And you're just like, you know, <laughs> what do you mean they say? They say. There's a. Um, I think it's the far side. I've got it up on my uh, board. It's uh, there's a just a kind you know the far side comics. So like kind of a one, but there's just a guy sitting in a room with like a, a name tag on it says they. And I've got it up on my board. It's, oh, that's what they, that, you're they when they say that's what they say. And they've got a bunch of phones and it's, yeah. oh, they said. And it's it's that kind of thing. Just to remember that there's names behind it. There's people behind it. And especially yeah. for us, we are, we're, there's not a lot of people in the, uh, you know, that are, that are making the decision. So it's not like there's some giant corporate uh, structure. You yeah. know, that's a. Um, very much not what Country Max is. But we should talk about it. It is, it is I mean, the Payne family, right? So mm-hmm. Grandpa was around uh, up until very, very recently. How yeah. involved was he up until the, the very end? So he's been, I mean, you know, less so in his you know, later years, obviously. But, I mean, it's he's very, very involved uh, all along in the beginning uh, as somebody that was just – I mean, he, the farm has always been, was always, and is always, uh, you know, his number one priority and focus. He's a farmer at heart, yeah. and that's, you know, that's what, um, you know, was his number one focus. That was a lot of the thing, you know, my dad says often is that uh, Grandpa Payne said, okay, here's a feed store, go ahead, good luck, you know, yeah. and didn't really tell him what to do, didn't really tell him what, you know, didn't really give him that. So I wasn't super involved in the business side of that, but it was always, I mean, the people, the, the employees at the Farmington store all know George Payne. I mean, they all, yeah. you know, it's, he was, uh, he came in often, um, but. I get, I get that. I can almost, I can picture that, right? Mm-hmm. Like your dad comes home from college and, and, and your grandfather says, I got this idea. I think it'll work here. I, I want you, you're going to be there all day, every day. Yeah. You're going to be the guy doing it. Yeah. I'll be down here running the farm, but yeah. call me when you need it. Yeah. 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 yeah and it's, see that. it's very much the and mentality so for him. Yeah. It was like farm was number one. Yeah. Country mix was number two. And then for your dad, country mix was number one. And maybe the farm was kind of like, you know, yeah. dad's thing or that other thing. Yeah, that's right. And, and, Still helped on it a lot. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like he, I mean, I can remember as a kid, you know, we did the whole uh, you know, working on the farm, helping with baling hay, and you know, it was our classic yeah. thing with it. So, still involved in the farm, but, but you said but, the farm still exists to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's still yep. doing commercial business to this day. Still, yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. Still uh, supplies um, our hay and straw at the at Country Max. Uh, cool. Whole corn, crack corn. We got the. It's it's still still very involved. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, you you come in, you're in your 20s. It's time to start working at the support center. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what's your first job title? That's people always ask what you know the job title. So I'm director of sales, my current j- title, and that I, it means nothing. It means literally, it was just like a you know, it, it's you needed a title. Yeah, it's, was it's, that it so, also on day one? You still I, you know, I actually don't even know what my title was day one. It was like new guy or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I came in and I tried to immediately just be helpful in whatever way. So I did a little bit with the marketing side and a little bit with the buying. I just wherever I mean, it's very much get to work and you know come in what, you know what are we going to do today oh well this is the top priority today yeah. going to do this and um so I, I don't even know what my title was i don't even know yeah. it's just a show up and get to work kid kind of thing what, what's the tell me about the the thought process behind um owning you guys own every store right yep. as opposed to franchising was was that ever even a thought or was it never even considered i mean it's i'm sure it's still a thought today i mean it is a thought today of course of like that would be a way to um you know cookie cutter out a little bit more and get a little bit bigger footprint and that but you kind of you know you lose the a little bit of control and i mean quite honestly we we work really hard to just keep the stores open so like to to that next step of even trying to 
come up with a, a franchise agreement or a franchise, you know, and kind of working on that is is just like another step that that really I, I haven't ever been any involved in any discussions. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's uh, you know been uh, discussed uh, by my dad, but really we just. We can still do it. It's only 19, you know, it's, it's going to be 19 stores. It's a lot of stores. It's still, we can still handle it. And we still think we do the, you know, a good job at it. So we don't have to uh, franchise out yet, but someday. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Is the, do you think the 100 year goal is to be a national company or beyond? Or it's a, it's a fun, it's a kind of a, you know, a joke around the office, especially with my dad. People say, well, so, you know, Country Max, so when are you guys done? You know, when, how, when are you going to stay? And it's always like, a, well, I don't know, when we, when we take over the moon, you know, it's yeah. like, we'll just keep going until <laughs> we can't go anymore. And uh, so, yeah, 100 year goal would, of course, would be to, sure, if we're not Walmart, then we haven't made it, I guess. So, but it, a, you know, you've been, you've been, you've lived with your dad your whole life, or yeah. most, you know, a lot of your life, or, yeah. or you live with him for half your life, and now you've been, yeah. you're around him all the time. Has, did you see what I call the emotional roller coaster? through him he seems pretty stoic like he doesn't probably show a lot of emotion either way doesn't get too high doesn't get too low yeah did you though get to experience i know i experience it now granted my business is a fraction of the size of your business but the did you ever experience through him that sort of emotional roller coaster of just the good times the bad times the on top of the world times and the what the hell is going on times i'd say and that's just one morning you know that's just yeah. uh, you know so yeah I mean, I, without a doubt i mean it's a it's all a, that does happen in a day without a doubt i mean yes. it's uh we you know i'm very fortunate because i'm able to work with my dad and then also we're we have a very close family outside of work which you know could cause problems i think in in some setups and some scenarios and some families but really we're close inside of work we're close outside of work and it, it works well and uh and so there's not a whole lot of things where um, which I'm sure I've been shielded from things over time, but there's not a, there's not a whole lot that goes on in today's you know work environment where I'm not you know heavily involved in some awful situation that's going on that we're trying to navigate together and and a lot of times we're we're on the same page which is nice and so yeah I see him I see him at the you know the, the, the most the stressed the, yeah right and and yeah. the, and the happiest times too and it's yeah. it's good and it's uh, you see it both in and out of work and, and lucky to do that but. It's like you said. It's roller coaster every 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 day, every every hour, basically. You know, it, it depends on what happens oh, out there. God. I, Eighteen it, stores. There's, there's I, a lot of people that I'm are. So glad you said in one morning too, because yeah. I I said that and I forget. I in an hour, you're right. Every one of those things. Working with family is always funny to me too, because yeah. you know when you are dealing with somebody who's not family, you are you you. How do I say this eloquently? You have to be. <laughs> There's HR, and, yeah. you, and you're going to be professional. Yeah, and yep. you have when you're dealing with your brother. Yeah, suddenly there's not really the sort of the rules of the workplace anymore because that's your brother. Yeah, and you can you can be a little bit more candid, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Does do you guys have because it's so much family there? Do you occasionally have? The, the, <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, no, it's all roses all the time. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it is a, uh, so my dad uh, works with his two brothers and my uncles are, are working at Country Max as well uh, in different capacities. And I work with my two brothers and I work yeah. with my dad. And So the family, th the thing with family is you can't really, um, you know, I don't know how to put this eloquently either, is what, like, you know who someone is, right? There's yeah. no, you, you have an employee you know, you don't know their full story. Yeah, you know yeah. who they are. You, you know, know everything like, about your right product. family. Like you can't really, you can't bullshit me. Just, you know, just you can't. The, that they, one, that little thing they do yeah, with their eyebrows right, well, that, tells you everything you need to it, know about like, what they're saying. And I, you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge to navigate that, knowing that sometimes, you know, it's uh, and they know me, I know them, and it, and you know, he, they, we 
all we all know each other so well that uh, that's a it, it is a good thing to be able to to know that um, you have people that you can trust though you know and I'm not saying the people that you hire and aren't family can trust me when you know who someone is that helps out a lot to have that trust in just that a uh, there's a baseline level of all right they can they can handle their yeah. crap you know yeah. they can handle their and that's a good thing that uh, so when you get mad at each other and you you know do whatever and and um, that maybe it's things that HR wouldn't approve of. That's okay. It's it's mom that's the HR and uh, and the yeah, family, you yeah, know. So exactly. that's it's my yeah. wife and my mother-in-law own Redbird Market together. Yeah. I technically own a little bit of it too, but yeah. the two of them work together on it, and uh, it's I yeah I get to see it. You know, they're together every Saturday. Yeah. And three out of four Saturdays, my wife goes, "It was a great day. I love it. I yeah. love work." And about one out of every four Saturdays, she comes home and she goes, "Oh, yeah, it's it's a great ratio. One out of four. That's not bad. That's good." <laughs> I, go, I always tell her, I go, "It's working with family." Yeah. And every once in a while, she'll say, "What if I came out craft cannery and just did not?" No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, no. It's no. Not I, a good idea. Boundaries are good too. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. boundaries are good too. But. Okay, so uh, a little, a few more minutes. I want to talk like current and future, if I can. So, yeah. Um, current. I mean, the the way the business actually operates right now, it's so efficient, or at least it appears to an outsider to be so efficient. Uh, you guys really are a well-oiled machine. The 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 whole pandemic, the last few years, this rising and rising inflation. This was scary shit on a daily basis for all of us in business because there there were, and I do feel bad, some people owned restaurants and they were forced to close, and that sucks. We weren't forced to close. My business here, we weren't forced to close. Yeah. But we did start to get hit with just that thing that you've always been able to get in stock. Can't have it in stock for three months. Yeah. Or that thing that was $5, oh, it's $9, and you have no 90-day notice. It's just $9 now. And you are, I mean, that was just, I don't know about you, but we were dealing with price increases every day. Typically, you're looking for 60, 90-day notice on price increases. We had vendors who were saying, you know what, no more no more notice. Yeah. It shows up at the yeah. door, and here's your invoice. And whatever price is on there is what you're going to pay us. And in some cases, we could fight it. In some cases, our hands were tied. Did you guys experience that that weird turmoil of the pandemic? I, for some reason, on the way here, I was trying to you know trying to think about what what questions would you ask, and I was thinking about, and I got hung up on the pandemic and how just what a weird and hopefully never happens again yeah. time, and just yeah. what a you know we we're all just it was so uncertain and and uh, so product wise, yeah, I mean it was there was supply chain was able to keep up for a little bit you know with just of what was already on hand and then all of a sudden those delays came in that, that hit us hard and and uh for the most part consumers understood uh for the most part i mean there's always people that don't quite understand you know how it all works right and, and aren't willing to give you the benefit of the doubt in any way uh but there's for the most part but then yeah i mean it, it hitting having to um you know I don't know. I appreciate the efficiency comment. I don't know if we are necessarily super efficient, but we we try to be and and trying to have you know you handle out of stocks, but then also price increases at the same time with um, you know products on the shelf and products that are coming in and trying to anticipate. All right, well, what we bought the products on the shelf for is about half the cost of what we're bringing in the next ones that are got to come in next week. So how do we bridge that gap between? 
cost of goods then, cost of goods now, blended average. It's just, it was everything about the product side was terrible. And then obviously everything about just having people dealing with the public during COVID yeah. was a tough thing. That so, a, so yeah, I, I prefer price. not to go back. You know, I hear you. Yeah. The price increase thing was, it used to just be so simple. It was, it was clockwork. It was like you would, you would have your once a year meeting with your vendor Yeah. and yeah, maybe there was a two, 3% price increase, but it was once a year and it was going to go into effect in 90 days yep. and, you, and pandemic was just no more notice. I mean, the trucking, that was a huge, oh, the, God, the, fuel, yeah. the the shortage of trucking and those, you know, the trucking fuel fuel surcharges and that, that's another thing that people don't really grasp that yeah. it's not necessarily the cost of goods. It did, they did go up, but the cost of getting those goods from, you know, the port to your, they land in the U.S., they land in L.A., they land in New York, they land, it, then they got to get on a truck and then they yeah. got to go and there's a shortage of trucking and there's a shortage of drivers and there's fuel prices are off. So like, it just... There's no your uh, you know your dog toy didn't increase by ten dollars on the surface, but it increased ten dollars just to get it to the shelf. So so yes, that price increase is in there, and well, it's hard it's a hard thing to describe in yeah. five seconds to a customer. And that was something that a, a vendors would sneak on us too. Is what you're describing is they would say um, um, they would say uh, we haven't introduced a price increase in the last eighteen months, and then you'll go. Yes, you have, and, yeah. and and it's because oh oh yeah, we did institute a three hundred dollar freight charge. Exactly, but yeah. the price of the item yeah, didn't no, change. Yeah, no, it's the same. And, it's, <laughs> and so there's that, and then you know you can get, and there's definitely abuses of that by manufacturers. But at the same time, I wish which I probably shouldn't. I shouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, the manufacturer's saying, well, it's cost me three hundred. Well, it's probably cost me. Two hundred fifty more dollars to get the product to you, yeah. so they do have to increase that they as mark well. Everything up, yeah. And it's it's just it, it was it yeah. was a mess. So yeah, it, things are stabilizing. I mean, it's for sure. Nice. I mean, it, it, things are stable. It's nice to be able to say, oh yes, what we're going to need for. I mean, especially tons of tons of stuff that we need for the springtime, which is our busy season. You know, it's no secret it comes from overseas, and you know those the containers, the shipping world, the, all that stuff. So we couldn't plan. You know, we're trying to plan six months out to get inventory in. It just is. It was a, a nightmare. So, I was thinking actually earlier this week when I was placing some pool toy orders that I used to have to place them in October during the pandemic just to be able to get them in in May. And right now I haven't even actually placed the order yet because they've got it and it's going to be fine and everything. So everything's back to normal. Yeah. That's just a small example, but it it's, has been. It has felt like for six months, nine, maybe even as much as twelve months, that things are finally, yeah. finally settling down. It's good. Um, future nineteenth store. Where yeah. is that? Auburn. Auburn. Auburn yeah. Great. Out there between Rochester and Syracuse. Do you guys already think about store number twenty? Is that all? I mean, is it just something? That's yeah. Not, you, it's not public yet. Well, it's just. I mean, it takes a long time. Like, to get, where are you yeah. at twenty one yet in your heads, or is it just twenty? Like, where are you? How far ahead are you uh, we're, behind the scenes? We've been working for a long time on getting number twenty going and number twenty one, and it's uh, there's no set place yet, but that's constantly you know because it takes. From point of okay, we're gonna purchase this property or purchase this building, you know it's and it's again it, this is a huge part of what my dad does now is is all of the the the, the um, you know permits and all that the, the, the construction side of things and, and working with the towns to get uh, things a lot it takes it takes three four years just to get through yeah. red tape of building a building. Um, it's nice to be able to buy a building that's already built and you can but there's still a ton and you've been in our new stores the build out takes forever yeah. I mean, that's what's really taken us a long time in auburn is it's going to be our you know our latest greatest biggest best store there's a lot of cool features in there but it just takes so much time because yeah. we do it ourselves i mean that's a huge part of our construction uh piece is our own people which is unique as well um yeah. 
what takes a long time. Auburn opening? So that's uh, we're supposed to. If we're hopefully end of March. Okay. Yeah, right. hopefully end of March. We're, well, to, again, to one one last kind of nod to your dad though. Think about the talent required to do what you just described, which is it's twenty it's January of twenty twenty four. Mentally, your dad is in January of twenty twenty eight right now. Yeah, you without know? a doubt. And yep. that's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yep. Um, and that's that's another thing that just I don't think people realize that business owners are not just dealing with today. Yeah. You've got sort of uh, you've got sort of you've got today. You've got. The, the three month, the six month, the five year, and the ten year. You yep. know, the, yep. and there's a one and a two year in there too, and all those plans at the same time. And yeah, it's tough. What did I miss? Anything? I don't think so. I mean, it's you know we. Uh, <laughs> you got it. We're I think we're think we're good. We this is okay. I don't, we might be dragging. I apologize in advance for the uh, dip in listenership here to this. <laughs> like our country. Oh, what is? It's great. Uh, I, I love it. As long as it's not just me rambling, they seem to like it. Yeah. Me rambling yeah. is where we get hurt, I guess. All right. Bradley, I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you, you doing this. I'm happy to be able to. commercial. I, I shoot these commercials I, for you guys. I get up try hard to stay out of the commercial thing. You're a handsome thing. young man. That's not. That's well thank, thank you. My mother tells me that often. Yes. But that's, uh, I, I, I don't know. We'll see if. if if, if the right time you know comes, I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, but I will grudgingly do it as I do everything yes. else. Uh, Let me tell you something. If I were to get replaced by you yeah. as spokesman, yeah. I would I would be happy. I go, that's the right move. I'd be I'd be distraught, and devastated. <laughs> I'd be. You're too good at it, so we really appreciate that too. I mean, it's a you know, there's the, the the whole the personality energy you bring is why we did this whole you know why we even thought from the beginning to bring in Paula Guglielmo, and we get it every time. So I'm not going to be as an entertaining jumping in the pool. I. Yeah, that's I Right, we, you know that damn pool ad. I got a lot. I've gotten a lot of comments over that ad. That was a fun ad. That, that one that you were, you were on a wagon with a horse. That that was a that was that, that was, was a big day. Jumping, on, getting onto that wagon. You guys gave a lot of. You guys gave my athletic ability a lot of confidence <laughs> yes. that you deserve. Yeah, we're just kind of like, yeah, you just kind of get up there. Yeah, and I'm like, this, where's the stairs? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, no, no, you just kind of got to step around the seat. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, there's no real step to the seat. You just kind of gotta, you know, get over it. But and then the pool thing too. I remember I screamed cannonball before I got in the water. Which you know, before you jump in the water, you're supposed to go. <gasps> And take a big breath. Yeah. I did the opposite. I exhausted all my breath. Yeah. And I'm already a bit of a fat guy. So, yeah. like, sinking down to the bottom of the pool, I remember looking up going, oh, I got to get back up there. I'm it's a-, a deep pool, too. I remember from, I've been swimming in that pool for a long time, That's my whole childhood. Yeah, it's a 12-foot yeah. deep, yeah. Uh, you know, you feel the water pressure when you get down to the bottom <laughs> and your eardrums. It's, yeah. it's a deep one. So. It is. It is. Those are fun ads, though. And you know who gets a lot of credit out of those ads, too? Oxford, my dog. Oxford's the best. <laughs> I, we were just talking about how that's it's no joke. Uh, Brian said he talked to you about it. And uh, that anything we hear is, oh, Oxford and that. And yeah, that and the dog. Anytime the dog, which, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> the dogs are, everybody loves dogs. We just filmed another, I don't even know, I think it doesn't come out until February, but we just filmed a couple of uh, um, final, so I don't know if you heard about it, but we finally got a commercial done about how you guys carry stuff to your car for you. Yes, that's been that's a good one. Yes, been pushing that. that. Be, yeah, yeah. Yes, we want our, people to know that. Yeah, <laughs> and then we also did another Professor Polly where I'm teaching yes. the class. Yes, um, because it is true. What the the whole message is true that people see these online and this is free shipping. Yeah, but the, it's not free shipping. They just put it in the price of the freaking dog food like i don't understand how people don't understand that i did that when i put google Amazon sauce on amazon yeah it was like do you want to be amazon prime eligible now for free shipping yeah, and i was of like course. yes yeah yeah and then i went okay what's the price of your product and i went uh well now it's 10 bucks now yeah it's, you know it was gonna be six bucks now it's 10 bucks i, I don't think but he, it's free shipping yes yeah, it's, it's right <laughs> i i don't i don't think that's another you know as we talked about the freight and that i mean the 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 
the whole structure of Amazon and shipping online and man, the amount of feeds that go into that, I, people definitely don't understand. And there's convenience is awesome, which I, I use, I use Amazon prime shipping. I'm not going to, I'm yeah. not going to say I don't, but man, there is a huge cost in that, that that's borne by the consumer without a doubt that they don't necessarily so realize, but then also not to get on a soapbox here, but as long as I got a microphone in front of me, <laughs> map pricing, minimum advertised price online is such a huge deal because many, many companies say, okay, here's a product you can buy it. Let's say you're buying it for $10. And we say Country Max because we're always trying to be, and this is not me, you know, blowing smoke, but we we try to be the low price option for a lot of a lot of products. So we're like, okay, well we can, you know, we can make um, fifteen dollars work on that ten dollar product because we want them to come to our store. And the manufacturer says, ah, you can sell it in store for fifteen dollars, but if you want to put it on your website, it's twenty four ninety nine, and that's enforced. And if you if and so you're only allowed to put it at a certain price, which. That sounds egregious, uh, that kind of price hike, but it really is. So there's there's that map price that's in there, too, that people don't really understand online. We cannot physically advertise a lower price than what the manufacturer says. So mm-hmm. Dog Food X says, Chewy, you're going to put it at this price. Country Max, you have to put it at the same price. Well, we don't want to sell it that high. We can, as a small company, as a local, you know, all that, we have... Uh, you know, the ability to sell at a lower price, but we can't tell people about it out of the store. Really? So you can't even put on your website in-store price, those words? So that so it used to be add to car for price or, you know, that kind of stuff. They're, I mean, they're getting smarter and smarter about that, wow. and, and there's more automated catching of that all the time. And, and what is that? Is that just because Chewy has a, a lot of buying power? So they It's not even Chewy. So it's the manufacturers a lot. So a lot of people think that it's, you know, it's it's trying to, and I think some manufacturers actually believe it. It's trying to keep. So they say, well, we want to make sure that everybody makes pr- money on our product, right? So there's a there's a, a set amount of margin that we know what we're selling it to you for. We want to force you to sell it for this, so that a there's perceived value, like we talked about with the brand. So we want our brand to be at this price point. We don't want you selling what we think is a sixty dollar bag of dog food for thirty five dollars because that seems like it's a you know, the brand image mm-hmm. suffers. I get that. I get that. Which you get to a degree, mm-hmm. um, but that that just, it forces everyone to be, mm-hmm. so we can't look any different than, uh, you know, so any of our competitors. To differentiate. Right. When, when we've worked so hard, our whole, you know, our whole model, our whole organization is based on, you know, every everyday low price is really what we, fo- yeah. we try to do, um, you know, in, in a lot of areas, especially on competitive products, which is what any retailer does. But um, I just I don't think people understand that there's a lot of so if you come to our store and that those commercials are trying to get at that that the shipping is part of it but there's also this map price which if you come into our stores a lot of times a lot of products are lower than what we show when you go to countrymax.com because we're we're legally required to show it at a higher price than what we're selling it at uh, online which is people don't know that and it's yeah, uh I didn't it's really quite comprehend that and it's either, it's no. just one of those things that and they control supply so if you if you have a map violation you have uh, minimum advertised price violations they eventually just shut you off and you can't yeah. get the product anymore so you got to play by the rules um yeah. which yeah. you know so there that's soapbox yeah. i'll step off now uh <laughs> what's no, two, two two questions what's the number one best selling item just across the board Dog so food or? yeah, you know, it's I actually quiz people on that all the time because again, Country Max is you know Country Max sounds more farm and home than really what uh, you know we have evolved into, and our number one item is pet food. I mean, dog food is the driver of what keeps us going. Um, you know, in every single store location, it, the dog needs to eat no matter the season, and uh, you know that's that's a huge part of it. So um, yeah. Next question: Why is propane so cheap at Country Max? 
We'll never tell. <laughs> we'll never tell. <laughs> I know that that's like, uh, it sounds like I'm teeing you up for yeah, like yeah. a fake commercial. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So why is the price so low? But your propane price is like brutally low compared to any other propane price. Well, as I talked about before, our everyday low price, you know, mentality yeah. is, I mean, it's something that, that um, you know, others could charge less. They could charge less. Yeah, yeah. They're choosing not to, so and everyone so, just kind of make it a killing on propane, and you guys right. are like, you know it's, what? Let's 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 use it as a way to get people. Because honestly, it is so much cheaper than than going to a gas station or something yeah. that it's worth just making a trip to Country Max just if you need to fill a tank or two. And then all of a sudden, now I'm at Country Max. Well, I'm here. I might as well grab the this and the that. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I I know that it's I don't know that it's a loss leader for you, but I know grocery stores sell milk and yeah, eggs and yeah. things like that. Um, for loss leaders, like we buy milk here for one of my sauces. Rosa um, takes milk, yeah. actual just regular old milk yeah. in it, and um, we can get milk cheaper from Wegmans than we can from any of our distributors. Yeah, it's, isn't that weird? It is. It's, it <laughs> is wild. Because they sell it. It's, it's yep. their loss leader. Yep. They use it like that. Yeah, we had a propane guy come in it's about a year ago and say, "It's just, what are you doing? Why, <laughs> why are you guys doing this?" And it's, you know, it's it's our it's what we're known for to a lot of people. So yeah. that's uh, it's we'll you keep know, doing it. Those are the, but like the way I just described though, those are the th- that's the stuff that makes it successful. Yeah, I mean, who who in their right mind would not go to Country Max for propane? And then once you're there for propane, you're there. You're gonna buy other stuff. Right? Yeah, I mean, we hope so. Sense, yeah. yeah. All right, Bradley. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Go Bills. Thanks. Go Bills. Big Go day Bills. Today. Now, since you're staying home, what are you eating, though? I want to know. So we're doing the wings earlier. So we're doing the bar bill, the wings earlier in the day. Oh, I forgot uh, the bar bill. That's right. That's right. But then, I, you know, I don't know. We always... My wife always does a great job doing the the game day well, spread. Bar so. early in the day? Yeah, we're gonna try to go lunchtime. Oh, so, so home for kickoff. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we got home well in advance of kickoff because yeah. I'm still you know of the age of where the Bills were never on national TV. We're never on prime time. Yeah. So like the lead up, you know, I got to listen to all the national guys talk about the Bills yeah, yeah. and the lead up. You know, they yeah. do the little things about Josh Allen, and yeah. I'm still a child of heart, so I got to see that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It, you know, the bill, the only bad thing about getting good is all those primetime games because I don't like staying up. It's very true. It's <laughs> Sunday at 1 o'clock, that is the golden hour. I yes. mean, that's the best time to have a game for sure. And, yeah. and if it was Sunday at 1 o'clock this weekend, I'd be there. But, uh, yeah. you know, the whole the whole work and kids and all that good stuff. Well, so. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I did see that they're advertising that next weekend – that the AFC Championship is the first of the two games, okay. which would make it a three o'clock game. Okay. So fingers crossed, knock on wood. Are they both on Sunday? They're are they both Sunday? Sunday? That's the good. Championship All right. games are both Sunday, three and six thirty, and I am I am ninety nine percent sure I saw advertised that the AFC is the three o'clock. So yeah. Well, if the Bills don't win, I that's no, I, I won't be watching until the Super Bowl. You know, it's, I can't. I, I'm just a jaded, uh, you know, a, a jaded lover there. You know, if I the know. Bills lose, I won't be able to watch it. And so know. sorry about the Browns. It's oh god, that was so depressing. It's Flacco was he 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 got him to that point. That's it. That was yeah. he was better than ever. It was better than it should have been, honestly, to even make it to the play. But then you know. The way it ended was just so deflated. I was so excited all week, and then that day I was on cloud nine, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just like, it's just like, won't, won't. It's the Browns, snake uh, bit. Yeah. Right, well, thank you for coming out. By the yeah. way, I didn't even mention this. You drove all the way out to Craft Cannery for this. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank no, it's good. It's quite an operation here. I've been, I, you know, I, I love seeing the, the manufacturing side of things. That's not what we do. So it's yeah. not a... Uh, and it's just you're doing a heck of a business out of this yeah, building here. Yeah. That's uh, when I, I looked at it on Google Maps and I was like, man, all that all that sauce, all those 
and yeah. and every Wegmans, you know, you know, it's and it all comes out of here. And you just yeah. show me that canning. I mean, that's it's impressive. Yeah, You've done I mean, a really good job. Well, you know, we're well, I'm able to publicly advertise some of the stuff we do, but I'm also not allowed to. There's yeah. some stuff where there's confidentiality agreements. There's a few things I could tell you that we do out of this little building that would pretty much blow your mind yeah. as far as the reach that they have. Yeah. So, all right, thank you for coming. Go Bills. Thanks, Paulie. Yes. Go Bills.